it's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 22. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, the Korean launch of Final Fantasy XIV. We have a little more Gamescom info. We have a list of stuff we've gathered about Patch 3.1. There's a new Tales from the Dragon Song War. And a reminder about our Gather Together Last Days of Summer contest. But first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? I'll start this week. Um, I did the Moonfire Fair event. Uh, took a decent try at uh, Alexander Savage Floor 1. I think more than anything, we're plagued by internet boogeymen. But uh, I'm sure <laughs> that'll get better, I hope. I leveled some crafting. I uh, started a new character. Because I'm crazy. No. I Mostly... <laughs> And we could probably talk about this when we talk about the Fire Fair, Fire, whatever, Moonfire Fair Festival. But the quest to do it is level 30, which seemed kind of high. Hmm. But I was just curious how quickly you can get to 30 with, the, you know, I think I put eight hours in maybe, and I'm level 21. Hmm. So I don't know. So I'm just seeing if it's hard or not to do that. But that was me. How about you, Kariri? Um, I did. I did. I was there for Alex One Savage as well, and for the most part, it was me being plagued by the internet. Oh. Yes, um, I had. It was funny. I was picking up all the ads, and all of them would. Well, first of all, one would pop and be eating someone's face before I saw it pop, because it just wasn't there. And then I would run after it. And the other five or six or however the hell many ads there were wouldn't come after me for about 15 seconds. And then they would all rubber band and slingshot directly into my face. <laughs> so it was, it was none of my combos were going off. I couldn't see when Flash was going off. I couldn't see when Circle of Scorn was going off. So there was very, very little I could do that was useful. And I was absolutely just frantically upset by this so hopefully i went and did some speed tests and my internet was awful i mean i was doing like 1.06 megabytes per second it was terrible it was just terrible and on and off all weekend i had the same problem so it, it just uh was not the most fun week for final fantasy for me but hopefully hopefully my internet's been a little better the last couple days so i'm hoping it was just a fluke um, and maybe I'll be able to place more this week. How about you, Ruby? Um, well, that's painful because you just built that new computer. I did, and I got this fabulous new computer. The game looks gorgeous. Everything was running absolutely perfectly, and it's not the computer. It is very obviously the Internet. I tested it on mine and my son's and my little work laptop, and it's definitely the Internet, not the computer. So. Oh, well. Yeah, we've we've had... You know, we go back to our coil fights, and there's always that hidden boss of the internet that likes to rear his ugly head up whenever we're close to something. 8% close, in fact. But uh, 8%. 8%, yeah. that's right. Um, as far as my week, um, same stuff. I was in there with you guys. Um, I also, you know, we talk about all the stuff that we do. I decided I'd participate in a few of the contests that the 
uh, Final Fantasy XIV crew has put out there. So I submitted my art style submission for the um, transformation contest. I even tweeted it. It's an amazing piece of art. If I see people like <laughs> using my likeness in public, I will sue. Uh, so you know, do not use my artwork uh, for your own. Now I I whip something in MS Paint in like five minutes or whatever, but. I wanted to submit something. There's a chance I could win something. And I, I really want that arm and choker for my for my summoner. So submitted that. I, I did submit for the hairstyle submission. And I will tell you what I submitted because by the time this episode comes out, the hairstyle contest will be over, which is on Thursday, I believe, uh, the 20th. And I submitted the uh, Jareth hairstyle from Labyrinth. I thought, how <laughs> cool if you had like the big poofy spike up front and the long locks in the back or whatever. And you could be the Troll King, you know, the Goblin King. Goblin King, Goblin definitely. King. I named it 13th Hour. I thought it was. Oh, perfect. <laughs> apropos, oh, my God. Apropos. So, uh, go ahead. Ever since you said that that's what you did, I've had dance magic dance in my head. <laughs> I totally had to watch it while I was designing <laughs> the thing. It was, it was great. Well, you picked a good weekend for it. They had the... Um, labyrinth masquerade ball in la this weekend and some of the pictures were absolutely phenomenal that i've seen on the internet the vibe was just in the air so i just caught wind of it and put it <laughs> into paper for it so that that was that um got to i-192 and white mage picked up a new ring with my esoterics which i capped and then i capped red gatherer scripts i worked on my summoner and got it to 59 and a half most of it fate grinding you know churning myths has become the new Northern Thanalan. Um, so everybody's fate grinding at Churning Mists. And um, I'm so close to getting the Auchmorn. I know it's not called that, but that's uh, what that's what that's I call what it. That's what it is. <laughs> totally, that's what it is. But I do this thing like I'm running fates with Cinna, and whenever I switch to Dreadworm Trance, which is kind of weak when you don't have you know the, the payoff, the finishing move, the, the money shot, if you will, and um, but every every time I switch into Dreadworm stance, I go Dreadworm stance, and it freaks oh her out because I'm just like <laughs> screaming like death metal voice like Dreadworm, <laughs> and because I want like ultimate power as I shoot lasers from my eyes, but I I don't have the payoff move yet. So very soon I I will I will be able to blast white all over the screen. I'm seeing <laughs> in my head. You doing your metal voice and all of the emotes that Cinna would be doing in reaction to you it's doing a, your metal a voice. A lot of judgment. A lot of judgment. <laughs> um, and then I worked on my glamour a little bit. Um, I had to. I went full Dalamud style, like because I've got the the white mage. This is all my white mage. I got the Dalamud horn. I had to bust out the moonlit, which I know is lopsided and looks goofy, but with the white, the kind of the white iridescent dress, it actually looks kind of good on it. So. I'm kind of happy where it's going. I still need a little work on the legs and the boots, but I, but we're getting there. We're we're getting really close. So, very happy. You reminded with that. me the only other thing I did this week. Mm. I re-glamored back to my pink paladin stuff. I love I got, it. I I had to. I had to go back to. I was so mismatched, and the um, the Alex one regular, you know, you can't dye that stuff. So I had all of this hot or not hot pink, but like the metallic pink gear. And it was clashing so bad with this just 
really gross off greenish gear and it was terrible. And so I had to be the pink paladin again, but I might switch back once we get some Alex Savage gear going um, and I can dye that. But for now, I just, I had to get rid of the Alex normal gear. It was just gross. Yeah. I, I love that look on you. I love your, your pink paladin look. It's so iconic I, I will, for you. I will eternally be grateful to Radiant and I will be eternally grateful to Millie for teaching me how to glamour because I was totally against it. I thought it was ridiculous. And why would anyone waste their time doing this? And then he pointed out or he showed me how much fun it could be. And I take it all back. It's just so much fun. You like to play fucking Barbie dress up? I mean, Ew, gross. I do. <laughs> I do. No, As I, I brag well, about my glamour. I, well, I had to glamour back to my butt wings. I mean, and then yeah. we won whatever it was we were doing. I saw that. That It looks yeah. good on you. Yeah. Oh, and you mentioned the, the fake grinding and, and churning mists. I didn't know that was a thing now. Oh, big time. Since they upped the, the XP for Heaven's Word Fates, because yeah. everybody was still in Northern Thanalan. Northern Thanalan. Mm-hmm. As we've reported in previous podcast episodes. But we um I, I found that with the XP bonus, I was doing like from fifty-one to fifty-three, fifty-four something, there's still a lot of people that are running fates in um Western Coarthus. But nobody runs anything in the um in the Hinterlands or in um the the other area, the the one with Angstrine and What's that place called? Dravania Forelands. Forelands. Nope. Yep. Nobody yep. runs anything there. Yeah. And nobody, I, I don't think anybody, they may run stuff in Hinterlands, but the Fate Train in Churning Myths is 24-7. It is nonstop. Because, yeah. really because, and here's the here's the likeness to Northern Thanalan. Northern Thanalan has the DD one. What's it called? The uh, dark, devices. dark Devices. Well, so does Churning Mist. It has um, Dark Scale Devoureth or Dark yep. Scale Descendeth. Mm-hmm. And it's another DD that gives you a shitload of experience because it's a three-parter. You do the one versus the, the white dragon versus the black dragon. Then the three little dragons come out. And then you run north. And then it's the big fight with the little crystals in it. And that one gives you over 100,000 XP. So everybody's constantly doing that. However, if people don't get to that first fate in time, the white dragon dies because there's no healers healing it, and it's mm-hmm. like a total loss. So you you get a bunch oh. of whining out there, too, if people don't take care of business like they're supposed to. But then you also have the same white dragon. I forget his name. I can't pronounce it anyway. It starts with a V. He's got that fate in the south on the island that has the Ishgardian half-barding. Barding fate, yes. That's right, and that yeah. one also gives a lot of XP. So those will pop... Every, every now and again, I think the DD one pops more, but you can catch that Isgardian half-barding one, and there's just a ton of them in the middle. A lot of are just boss ones, and those are the ones I like. You can just focus on one boss instead of trying to do multiple, because I'm doing this on Summoner. I, Although I can Bane and stuff, it's kind of nice to just like pop on one ad, one one mob. Sure. So that's that's the new hotness. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that they, they did something to get everybody out of Northern Thanalan, because... We, they added all these fates and all these beautiful textured new zones with all this depth and different levels and different storylines and and everybody's in northern Thanalan. Yeah. So I, I'm just I was super glad. I'm not a big fan of fate grinding. I do it when I need to. I do it, you know, if I'm queued up for a dungeon on a DD and I'm going to be there forever, I'll go fate grind while I wait, you know. Mm. But 
I'm I'm glad I'm glad that we have that option in the heavens word now. I'm over two thousand faiths now. I'm working on that paragon oh gown. God. I'm working on that paragon. Oh, crazy! I like the fate chains. Those are like the fates I actually like. I don't stories. know why. Yeah, maybe it's because of the stories. And I like the fates where there's like. It's not just some mobs come in, but then there's like some lan- some like NPC lancers actually stabbing them, or some like, yeah, some like knights you know fighting too, or or the one with the dragons. You know, you have to support that dragon, and that that one of the fates up in the northern area of that one with that dragon again, I think, has like even mechanics. You have to like go. You can't just heal the one dragon and kill the other thing. You have to do other stuff. There's not super complicated mechanics but it's not just stand there and spam one button for winning well, even the one in what is it the four lens that the turtle one that gives the fat chocobo card mm-hmm. even that one it's a ridiculous you know um mechanic but but you have to figure out that you have to run as the further out you are from the giant AOE that keeps happening, the less damage you take. If you're too far in, you will die, period. And you have to figure out that if you try to stun it, you're just going to screw the rest of the people that are there over and over and over again. Because as soon as the stun wears off, they just start casting again. You know? So so it does take a little bit of figuring out to do that, too. Um I, I like the ones with the stories. I like that there are some of them that are tied to um, that you get achievements for. It's just a silly little thing, but oh, hey, you went and saw our little story that we're very proud of. Here's an achievement, you know? Or um, like you said, there's little mechanics. I like the ones that give barding and give cards and give, you know, there's one that, that one gives special belts. and Yeah, I like the one know. that gives belts. That was like something I could actually use. Oh, yeah. yeah. That that yeah. one gives a lot of belts. And see, by the time I'm, while I'm fate grinding, I wear one belt, you know, a, few, a couple hours or whatever I do it, I can spirit bomb that belt and get another belt from that same fate. It's great. Yep. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so I'm glad they're put it, we're able to use the fates now was my whole thing there. <laughs> well, we shouldn't be in Northern Vanillin anymore. We've moved exactly. on. Exactly. Speaking of moving on. Moving on, yes. Uh, the first round, it's time for some news. Korea, they get their launch of Final Fantasy fourteen. Their Korean launches, what does it say? Korean server bracing for official launch this week. That was an article by MMO Culture. And their launch was on August 14th. The South Korean server for Final Fantasy fourteen launched. It's still the pay-to-play model, which I think is... Is that unusual in Korea? They yeah. have a lot more free to play. Korea's or... the land of free to play games. You've got your, um, I don't know, is, is Ragnarok? Do you pay for Ragnarok? I don't know. That's the big one in Korea. I always think of, but you do have a ton of MMOs, and a lot of MMOs in Korea are PvP related as well. However, many, many, many MMOs in Korea are free to play. Um, they're starting with patch two point two, uh, but Yoshi. Yoshida says they will get their updates faster. So they're going to, it sounds like it's kind of a different version of the game or something. They're going to throw the patches out faster. I think they'll always be behind us. I'm not sure if I read that somewhere. Uh, They do get some special exclusives too. And we have this screenshot and I think we have to throw a special shout out to your Sina. She, I wouldn't even have known that Korea had a version of Final Fantasy 14 without her. And we got this screenshot, and I keep thinking some sort of strange Thanksgiving outfit. <laughs> do you get that vibe with that hat? I totally do. You it's Americans. Pilgrims. Yeah. 
I looked I looked up some of this because I I don't know anything about Korea, but this is a traditional dress in Korea for for the male specifically. Uh, this is I think like a court guard type dress that, or, or a politician or something that that has to do with uh, legality or the official something. Um, and this is a traditional dress in this sense. Uh, I think there's a lot of. Korean historical pieces, maybe uh, shows and things that that also this dress, this type of dress is incorporated in. So this is very traditional for their culture. I just keep thinking that dress on her, the female version with that hat, that would maybe look awesome on my Lalafell, but I'll never Gorgeous. know. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's just <laughs> just it's really beautiful. Pretty. And it would, it would look absolutely beautiful on our little Lalafells. Um, that men's really hat just kills me <laughs> the lightning that, rod that, on top yes the lightning rod well and that's that that really is what's putting me on the, the whole thanksgiving thought yes i'm an american and you know snotty with it but but that's what it reminds me of it just needs a shoe shoes with buckles there you go and you go. a turkey all right we have a little more games come in both there was a game watch article in japanese which i think some kind folks have done some translating for us it's mostly the same stuff we talked about last week uh they talked about uh roulettes people saying it's hard when doing a roulette duh when you do the stinking they're talking about like the spin roulette like when you go oh, and you have to spin the deal. When you have to fight Odin without a shirt. Yes. yes. That yes. players who had beaten Shiva tons of time, thousands of times in game did like a shirtless run. It's like, wow, skin of our teeth kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Stick people in I-90 and then take their shirts off. Yeah. Uh, Yoshi P was playing with people. And so, you know, we talked about all of this. Um, uh, Kariri was right. Say it again. Um, Kariri was right. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lottery, and the lottery did choose who got to go to that Roomberg bar. So that was that sounds pretty cool, and I'm still very, very jealous of all you people. We have another uh, interview, uh, Nova Chrysalis or Chrysalis? Mm-hmm. I think the latter. Well, Nova Chrysalis had, had an interview as well at, uh, GamesCon, and a lot of the major points that they covered, I thought there was some really incredible stuff that they covered in here. So uh, questions that were asked, they asked uh, Yoshida if they borrowed heavily from any other Final Fantasy title or other games when they did the Heavensward main scenario. No, the Heavensward main scenario was a completely brand new thing. Um, they didn't borrow from anything else. Um, and that they wanted the focus to be very much on the player's character and who he's going to become rather than on the NPCs that followed. Like when we went into 2.0, it was still about the Scions of the Seventh Dawn. They followed us in. We still very much followed their storyline. And this time, though they have all faded to what whatever fate has become them, and it, it's left us alone going forward. So that was the major focus. And they did mention um, Ashifa and uh, Alpha Noah as being some major focuses too and really building a story around them. So you would feel for them, especially uh, Ashifa, which I think in a way that's nice, but I really hate that. Like they did that with What's-Her-Face, which I didn't really care for, um, Uriangé's girlfriend, wannabe girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, you know, they they made us like try to feel for her in a very short period of time and then three months later off with her head. And I don't really like I don't want a false sense of falling in love. Like, let me feel a longer sense, I guess. I don't know. Well, I think that's why I felt like it was such a cop out with 
with um Nanimo. Yes, Nanimo. Yeah. I, I felt like it would have been truer. I'm not I'm not deaf to Nanimo. Don't get me wrong, but but it I would felt have been like more impactful. There would have been a more they it would have been a lasting to, Yeah, they tried they tried to make us make these quick connections with, like you said, his girlfriend and and you know Moon Burita, my apologies. Yeah, Moon Burita. I never Moon liked her, but whatever. Um, I thought she was entertaining, and I thought I thought it was a nice contrast between her and him. But um, I felt like she was a sacrificial lamb. Oh yeah, they introduced her just to kill her. That's right, just to kill her, and I yeah. felt that way in three point yes, as well. Yes, is is very much that way, and I can't stand He's that. Likable, don't get me wrong. Yes, he was likable, and I did connect with him, but. I felt the same way. I felt like he was the Monbrita of 3.0. Mm. And I felt that walking in. I don't like that. I don't like that either. And that's why I felt like at least it would have been truer if they had killed off Nanamo. Yeah. It's like we have that connection to her. Or most people have that connection to her. And then it would have been so much more interesting. I, I felt like it was a cop-out. And I felt like... Well, it's exactly what you said. They just put him in there just to be a sacrificial lamb, and that's not okay, man. We never had the full discussion. You know, like we were dancing around spoilers. We never really had a full discussion about things that kind of uh, came forth at the end of the 3.0 storyline. But one thing that did bother me greatly, and I think we may have touched on this, and you just touched on it, Kariri, was the whole, hey, here's Nanamo, here's this long story where they're going to kill her. They've been talking about it forever in the storyline, like little hints here and there. Oh, there's a plot. Somebody wants to poison her, blah, blah, blah. Then you get to the end. She actually dies, quote, unquote, and then she's not. And it's like, okay, you go through this huge expanse trying to show something, um, uh, show show this this death and feel and th- this emotion and everything about this one character. And instead of sticking to it and making that like a pivotal point in the story arc, you flip the script and say like, surprise, she's not dead. Yet you take very you take these little characters and you try to build us up on them so fast so we have like a similar connection so you can permanently kill them off. Permanently kill off Nanamo and let us do one of these things where like Enchefant dies but comes back. Then I can have a longer term and then if you kill him later, then I'll really be disappointed. Then I'll care. Yeah. Yes, then I'll really care. But the whole Nanamo thing is just it, it's like what? Why it would you go through all of that to 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 kill her off and to really play on that? So we're in like limbo for three months until the expansion comes out, and then we're hooked, and then it's like surprise. Just well, kidding. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fact that it was the vehicle to get us to go to Ishgard, and the fact that it was like, oh wait, it didn't happen. And I and I love Nanamo, and I'm glad they didn't kill her. But the fact that they used that as the story element that made it so we had to flee. Oh, wait, it never really happened. And oh, by the way, several people knew it didn't happen. It's gross. And it's like, you know, why don't you just glue on Raban's arm? Because that's pretty much what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Come on, really. I mean, let's get real about this. Why don't you just because at that that point in the storyline, it's like you're talking to old dick face Lollifel dude. And this other Lollifel chick just suddenly appears, and you're well, like, I knew her from earlier, "Okay, I actually recognized." Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So you've got that going, and then 
you then they come in, you're having all this discussion, and then it's basically like, oh, yeah, we're everything's going to go back to normal. Uh, capiche? Uh, yeah, okay. This, this totally felt to me as uns as dissatisfactory as if it had been a and it was all a dream and they woke up it felt like that kind of cop out to me it really did now that being said i love nanamo i've always loved nanamo and as much as i'm happy to see her still in it because i enjoy her so much if they were going to have her be alive i would have preferred they not pretend to kill her in the first place um all of that aside i loved the whole since we're you know talking about this now i did love the whole part with Relbon. Mm-hmm. when we had to go into the dungeon we had to go to halatali yes. yeah. we had to go into halatali and rescue Relbon. i we got to beat up people cried. with blue coats yeah. i i was so satisfied by that fight and by the rescue and it felt all immediate and it felt like i was part of the story and it felt like I had an impact on things and, you know, we were there to help him. And it was just, I thought that that was my favorite part of the whole storyline. It really was. I, I felt like that was necessary. And, and I felt like I liked that they had us, they didn't just forget about the storyline from 2.0, you know, they, they, yes, this stuff going on in heaven's word is immediate and Ishgard is important and they're at war and all of this stuff. But we had to have that bit of closure from 2.0. We had to have that wrapping it up with Raoban. You know, I, I thought that was really cool. And I thought they paced it really good. It kind of hit the. It kind of hit at the same point in the storyline. I don't even remember what was else what was going on in Ishgard, but it was like, oh, okay. I've been in Ishgard long enough. I I don't feel like they're making me run back to Ulda all of a sudden. Yeah, it did. You know, feel- they did that yeah. really well. I thought. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was a a fetch quest or a runaround errand. It felt like, okay, well, we have to wait for this to happen. So, you know, while we're getting this together, go take care of that business. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like, and go feed sandwiches to everyone at camp. It, it didn't have that feeling <laughs> to it, like you that. know. Yeah. Bitch, get me a sandwich. We we kind of avoided that, but. Yeah, no, I felt like it was at the right time. I felt it was at the right pace. I felt like there was immediacy to it. And I also, that was the first time I really felt, because I was running so hardcore through the storyline, through the main storyline, the only time I stopped main storyline was to level up to get back to main storyline. I never left Ishgard in any of the new zones until that happened. Oh yeah, that's not yep. no, that's not true. I went home, you know. I went home because I have to every hour send my chocobo out training. But other than that, I didn't go to Gridania. I didn't go to um, Olda. I didn't go to um, Limsa. You know, I only went to Ishgard and did main storyline quests, and that kind of gave me, in a weird way, some permission to go back out into the rest of the world. World. it's like yes it's immediate but you're okay to you know you you can go other places and do other things is, does that sound silly no it's kind of like remember all this stuff is still here too you know yeah, all these yeah. towns are still there all these npcs are still there all these gathering spots are still there all you know all the triple triad npcs that you haven't beaten yet are still there and the rest of the world is still important and part of the universe yeah 
Very cool. Yeah, I I was very happy with most of the parts in 3.0 storyline. I just thought that 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 resolution was weak. I, I I'm expecting more. I hope 3.1 brings us more with that. Um, moving on with yeah. the with the interview. Um, it's a big topic. We've discussed this in the last two podcasts. Astrologian and White Mage. Is this a bad combo? Uh, we've been hearing this about Alexander Savage, that people are having trouble using Astrologian and White Mage as a combination because of the nocturnal set or nocturnal stance that Astrologian is on. Yoshida says, Astrologian is somewhat working as intended. It is meant to be a weaker healer because it has the party buffs. But if they decide to buff up the Astrologian, then you may have the potential that you are overpowering Astrologian and that white mages or scholars would have issues being invited for parties. So they're looking at maybe we'll adjust the healing potency or maybe we need to make these buffs stronger. I know we had suggestions and they're asking for suggestions. Well, and I know that's why it's taking so long. And they said that right out in some something I read that the reason the adjustments to Astrologian, and there will be some, the reason it's taking so long to see those adjustments is they're really trying to balance it properly. You don't want all of a sudden two astrologians are, are bust. All white mages yeah. and scholars can fuck off. I mean, you know, we don't want that either. It, it really sounded like they were waiting for more groups to beat, it their, beat their heads against Alex Savage. You know, it sounded like that's what they were waiting for is that end game hardcore gamers to see how they combined them and how they use the skills from each of the classes to work together to do the best that they can do and to see where those gaps lie. Um, it sounded like they were parsing that pretty heavily and keeping a really close eye on who works together with what abilities and where it's lacking. So so they, they're keeping an eye on it, though, and we, we know there's changes coming. We know they're, they're, they're looking at it. This... That's why I'm not at all concerned about this because I know they're going to fix it, you know. Mm -hmm. Then again, I'm probably kind of a big old wuss about that because I, I don't have to care about it because I'm still a paladin. <laughs> you know? well, haven't, you, haven't you heard how badly paladin is flawed and how you should just kill yourself right now, switch to warrior? <laughs> oh, haven't you heard I read that, that all the time, but you know what? The, yeah. the best description I've seen of they've, they've I've seen some nice little completely unmathematically related charts but it makes perfect sense if you look at it it's got warrior at the top dark knight in the middle and paladin on the bottom for one chart and it says okay this is dps from top to bottom warrior dark knight paladin and then the next chart is the three of them swapped it's Paladin at the top, Dark Knight in the middle, and Warrior at the bottom. And it says, and this is the order in which you're good at tanking. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so there, I see the three different tanking jobs as a give or take. Yes, I can keep the shit out of hate. I can keep anything you, you throw at me if I'm paying attention. Um, and if all my stuff is going off and everything's in range, you know, I... I I can most of the time keep absolutely everything in the game on, on me. Um, do I do less damage than the warrior? Absolutely. But I have more toys. I have more mitigation. I have more lots of stuff to make me more survivable than the other tanks to a certain extent. There is give and take there, and I'm okay with that. 
I'm okay with my limitations and I am okay. I am accepting of what I'm good at and I am accepting of my limitations. And there are going to be those things in any job. To me, this all goes back to EP issues. If you can say like, all right, I do the most damage. I'm a warrior tank. I do way big damage. Everybody else sucks. Okay, so your EP is your damage, but how? What are you tanking? Are you able to do the job and tank or whatever? And I'm sure they can. I'm sure good, you know, good ones can and dish out some damage. But you've got different styles of EP measuring depending on the person who's doing it. A white mage may say, "Oh, my EP is so big, I make these huge crit heals or whatever." And the and the scholar may say, "My EP is so big, I can do a lot of blocking. I can defend against a lot of damage." And and an astrologian, you're you're somewhere in the middle. But is the end result the same? Are you able to keep the heels up and maybe buff the party where the the encounter is shorter because they're doing more damage? It's things like that you have to measure all together. You have to see the big picture because if you only look at the bar that says how much healing went out, the astrologian's not going to pump out as much healing probably as a white mage may do. But if you only look at that stat, you're going to go astrologian sucks. I'm going to even use a black mage as an example. I have seen Yelta in dungeons when we go run a daily in a group with another black mage. So we'll have a healer, black mage, black mage, and me tanking. And Yelta will do slightly less damage occasionally than the other black mage. And the other black mage will think that their e is just going to crack the screen of their monitor, you know. But at the same time, Yelta didn't stand in shit or she Yelta, or she put eye for an eye on you maybe yes was helping you know you to be able to aoe more or you you know to be able to holy spam some because she's throwing a couple things on me or allow you to holy spam some because she's not standing in the shit she's doing mechanics she's going to get the ads on certain bosses and you know do things in the fights or go click on um the chains in in bismarck or something right you know things like that that no she might not she might have a slightly less dps than the other black mage but there's a reason for it and i would rather have slightly less dps and someone who doesn't die in shit every single fight yep you know so there are those things that are that are going to be situational there are those things that are going to be um Related to the job versus related to the play style or, you know, things like that. But there's, there's a lot of variance here, I guess, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, talking about casters and talking about Yoshida and the team keeping an eye on things, another question has been asked. What about summoners? These overpowered fucks, right? Am I right? Summoners are just, they're just the worst because they all, they're just too strong. And Yoshida says... What are you comparing it to? There's a whole lot of talk that's out there, but where's the proof? And he brought up the example. Well, what about, okay, Alexander Boss. Alexander 1, you've got the oppressor who splits in two. If you haven't done it, folks, you have the oppressor. He splits in half. Then you've got two ends on the screen that have to die at the same time, a la snakes in uh, coil 1. Um and in this fight in particular, yeah, Summoner kicks ass because you can dot both targets. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's stronger. Now, this is Yoshida's paraphrased words. Um, but he says they are always watching. They are always parsing. They're looking for more information. It does depend, once again, 
where are you coming from when you make these comparisons? Are you comparing yourself to the black mage that's within your party? Are you comparing yourself with all summoners? Are you comparing yourselves amongst all different types of fights? Because there are fights that favor classes over others. That doesn't mean we bring in all summoners to a fight. It just means that class may be more mobile during this thing, but a black mage may be able to do something better in a different situation. And that's if they're comparing summoner to black mage. I know we do because they're casters, but they may be comparing summoner to dragoon, which is apples and oranges. I just fit remembered the word I was trying to find before. The mm. word is anecdotal. People have experiences depending on what they're in, what they're running at the time. And, oh, you know, someone made the example last episode in a comment they sent us that, you know, just because every, for instance, if I said every astro astrologian I've run with has sucked, that doesn't mean that astrologian is bad. That means perhaps no one learned to play them yet, or perhaps I'm doing something wrong, or perhaps the party makeup wasn't right. Or you had bad or, luck. Did you just got bad some bad luck, people? Or lag or, or you know, lag. there's there's so anything. many so many there's so variables. many variables. Yeah. So so that's that's the part that I worry about is a lot of it is anecdotal. You know, so I, I can see what Yoshida's asking there. What are you comparing it to? Um, you're talking about this, but what do the numbers say? Um, but we're not allowed to send them the numbers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about stuff we've gathered about 3.1, and maybe there's some stuff in there that'll help us get numbers, aka striking dummies. But we'll we'll continue with the article here. Um, Yelta, did you want to say anything about summoners at all? Uh, I don't know. I haven't leveled mine other than <laughs> fate grinding one level with Kariri and Northern Thanlan. So that's probably my next my next job that. to get to sixty, though. Yeah, yeah. I should quit playing my alt character. And then we'll all do the um the um Arcanist run through the tower or something. <laughs> we should do something like that. Some sort of crazy event. Fun stuff. I have to raise mine past level twenty. Oh well, yes. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more stuff that may be coming, hopefully soon. Changeable airship parts, unique single rider airships, and customization for your Magitek armor. Yoshida says these are all great ideas and something they want to do. The follow-up up, the follow-up question was soon, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, we'll see. So oh. like, <laughs> they've got stuff they need to work on, but these are great ideas that they do want to implement later. Um, going on, various tombstones were added. So the question was like, why do we have like law and poetics and esoterics and all this other stuff? That's to allow the different styles of play to get different styles of gear. Not everybody is bleeding edge. Alex, uh, Alexander Savage, we, we cleared floor four. Not everybody is on that. Some people are just tackling Alexander normal one. And those people are happy with their law. They're they're happy getting oh, that gear. See, see, but it's it's even less than that. My husband hasn't even unlocked expert roulette. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even have full log gear yet. You know, there's he plays every day. So yeah, there's different play types. That's right. And and this is important to understand that it's not you know, you've got a lot of players who may be an Alexander Savage pushing eight AS two great and for those players man i got a lot of law that i'm not doing anything with what the hell but that's not what your neighbor's saying once again it's a comparison thing what are you comparing yourself to there's people out there that are maybe they're struggling to get that i-180 so 
we have to we have to have different styles for different play, and that's what Yoshida's saying here. Um, and he's also saying that's why we have updates in 3.1, which makes me believe from reading this that in 3.1 they will make those upgrades to the esoteric stuff more achievable, which is usually the case, right? You know, like where they add stuff within like the 24-man dungeon or they make things a little more accessible. I mean, we saw in like I think 3, 3.01 that you could use law to buy the stuff, the um, the hunt seal items, oh, yeah. those upgrades. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I fully expect in 3.1 we're able to get some esoteric upgrades, and then they push the bar even higher for for those on the on the bleeding edge. So, yep, exactly what I'm expecting. So that's a thing. Um, another thing, quests. What are what are they doing about quests? And Yoshida says for the umpteenth time, the Moogle quest was overboard. Sorry. We we'll we'll tone that down in for future quests because we love Moogles. We don't want to get burned out, right? Exactly. Right. Um, but that uh, side quest, it's important that they have a proper story and they have more variety. So they're looking at maybe more mini game type quests for the future and really focusing on making those quests more enjoyable and fixing the flag system, which I'm not really sure what they mean by the flag yeah, system. Yeah, no, all I can think of is flagging. Maybe flagging mobs, quests or something. I, I don't know. I really don't know what they're getting at there, but there's there apparently some brokenness within the whole world of quests that they want improved before 4.0. So this will be an ongoing thing through the 3.3.x storyline as they fix quests going forward. Good for them. Happy about that change. More stuff for the 3.1. Big gold saucer update. We've talked about it. We've hinted at snowboarding. We hinted. Yoshida hints at it. Yoshida hints. Every oh, yeah. damn chance he gets. I wish I had a yep. snowboard. Um, but so this this new third thing will be as big as Triple Triad is and as big as Chocobo Racing is. We've reported on this before, but they keep talking about it. Um, the 3.0 design for a mini game. At one point, they had an idea for a mini game where you could f- take a flying mount and fly through rings. Like rings, yeah, yeah. And they, I love that idea. They couldn't <laughs> quite get it off the ground. <laughs> um, wow. In time for 3.0. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of King's Quest. I got a lot of puns in my head. <laughs> um, so they uh, they didn't quite get this going, but they are still working on it. And they hope to have this out uh, sometime soon. Awesome. That sounds like so much fun to me. With the um, caveat that I hope it's not like on rails like Chocobo Racing. Yeah. I, w- I want to just give me a big empty zone with rings all over the damn place and let me fly all over the f- Let me world. get achievements for it. I don't need even need to get anything Star Fox style. I mean, like, let's do some Star Fox style stuff. Like those tutorial oh, yeah. missions where you're flying through rings. I think that would be awesome even if it was a single player achievement thing like a time trial or something i think that would be great that would be super fun yeah it doesn't have to be i like chocobo racing but it still feels really on rails to me yeah. it really does the so clunkiness of moving left to right and stuff but then, yeah. see i'm early on in it i didn't they say that it would it's a little easier like you get more flexibility as you level i yeah and that's that's built into it but i still don't feel like it's going to be even if you have a top level racing chocobo, it's not going to feel like you're fully in control of the bird. Mm. You know, so I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think so. 
Well, and another thing that might be cool with this, if they tied it into maybe the Chocobo training or something, I think it'd be sweet if you could, like, do it and get some XP for your Chocobo maybe once a day. Maybe get an XP boost for doing it. Mm, oh, yeah. that would be fun if they tied. If they could tie the XP into into it somehow, that would be amazing. Um, I do I do love, I, I'd love to do some snowboarding. That I think that'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I hope they are adding that, and I hope that is the big... The big section that's supposed to be as big as racing. And then the carpenters and the alchemists can do, like, make the boards, and then they can make, like, the gloss and stuff to finalize the board or something. Like, paint them all Paint them up or or something with it, you know. Uh, So maybe they can have a little more stuff. I feel like... Carpenters just bang out like some lumber and then like people buy the single lumber when they go to make other crafts and the same thing with alchemists they make like this one like holy water or something that's used like one in these other like shark crafts. oil and yeah yep. and then that's it so you're selling like one big priced item on carpenter and on alchemist but your other classes are banging out like dark steel ores and uh, twin threads and things like that that are bought in bulk. And it'd, it'd be nice to throw some more stuff, I think, to Carpenter and uh, to um, Alchemist for sure. So anyway, just a thought on that one. Finishing up with the article here. Um, they are ready to work on the 4.0 storyboard. The 3.x scenario has been decided. It's been completed. They're doing the finishing touches on it. They know where we're going with it. So they're ready to start working on 4.0. Yoshida's ready to put pen to paper on that. Very excited that um, that's moving along. Um, they do have a digest of the major 3.0 stuff, or sorry, 3.1 stuff that's going to be coming, uh, content and artwork, namely the 24-man raid and the new um, Gold Saucer attraction, and more updates like the TP status bar, which we still haven't seen yet, and that won't have numbers on it because it's too much memory or something, so it'd just be a little bar. I don't know. Let's see what they bring. I'm sure somebody will create a HUD thing to fix that. And finally, big question here, the next expansion. What do we get in Yoshida? Is it desert? Is it underwater? Yoshida did laugh at this. He couldn't say he was very tight-lipped, but at the end he said, maybe we'll go to the moon. So I don't know. Uh, okay. Maybe. You know, that's the second time he said that. Yeah. We've, we've seen some moonage at the end of the 3.0 storyline, so I fully expect to see the moon soon. And that's really it. Big thanks to Nova Crystallis for, for doing that. Um, you know, follow them on Twitter. They're a great resource for, for all things Final Fantasy XIV. I follow them. Um, a good group there. So thank you so much for doing that interview with Yoshida and giving it to us. I'm going to throw one other thing out there real quick. Um, last time that we thought something was a moon, it didn't go so well for us. Oh, <laughs> I've heard some space travelers oh, say that once. Star. That's no moon. It's not, that's not a moon. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, speaking of patch 3.1, we, we do have a Google doc that I think is like a translated doc from someone else who is basically just keeping track of everything People have mentioned, official devs have mentioned about 3.1. This is not official in bold. Take with a grain of salt. Uh, So it is a translation of a Japanese blog. So the first thing, of course, we all care about is main quest. 
there will be two new instance dungeons. No one is surprised. Shocked. Gasps. I can't hear. I don't <gasps> hear any gasps. <gasps> two whole dungeons. Um, so far from what we've seen from the previous patches, we always get three new dungeons every patch. But it sounds like starting from 3.1, we'll only have two new dungeons. So, uh, well, the earlier patches were like one new dungeon and two hard versions of old dungeons. I, yep. I hope we I hope we still get some hard versions of old dungeons because I still think like um, Dusk Vigil. I that totally could be like a whole I could see like a whole nother branch of Dusk Vigil. Do you guys oh, like I enjoyed library? going back to Halitali. I enjoyed going back to um, AK. I enjoyed going back to Wanderer's Palace. I've enjoyed going back and new stories for each of the places that they've brought us back to. Bingo. Like you said, I would love to. I would love to see hard modes of places that we've been even in 3.0. Like like, like you started to say, Yelta, and I rudely interrupted you. I would love to see another version of the library or another wing of the library or, or another story in, you know, in there. That'd be great. With a story, you keep saying it, and that's the main thing. There the, has to be The story. stuff that we got the hard modes for... We got a great story out of it. We had dungeons, and then they they embellished upon the story of those dungeons. Sastasha, really, when you were level fifteen doing Sastasha, did you give a shit about the pirates? You t- you went and waved at the whores that were locked in the cage, but that was about For it. Sure. That that's about it. But then you go back, and here's the old pirate, and he's like, "Blast you, me mateys! You made me look like a." slime monster or whatever now now i look like an octopus get him and all this and you got to follow along what's going on with that of course with sweet little edda in her dungeon <laughs> you know <laughs> who can forget the darling edda um you, you had a great story there and all these hard mode dungeons my god we met we talked just this podcast episode about halatali how we built upon okay halatali here's the here's the dungeon here and now halatali has been reimaged as this fighting thing now and it's cleaned out it, we it's cleaned it out grounds. and now yeah. it's now it's back now we've got it as we've the, gone there three times now the, yeah. the prisoner yeah we, we, we keep our prisoners in the lowest parts of halatali so we can torture them you know it's yeah we've been to Holotalling three different times. It's amazing, and you get a feel for those dungeons. You get to, you just get a real good feel for those. And I really want to see that with um, the 3.0 dungeons. I'm with you, and, girls, 100%. I never feel like it's, oh, they're just recycling assets because they usually change them enough so it's not. They add the story, which we talked about. The most, the biggest reason I would be really, really excited to see some of these 3.0 dungeons is okay, we hit level 60 weeks ago now. And we do our expert roulette and we might do our our you know our leveling roulette. But there's no reason to go back to six of the eight new dungeons in Heavensward. You don't get them. Nope, they, not unless I've never you're been leveling to, another class. Yeah. I haven't been to six of eight of them since I cleared them. I, really? I, I, yeah, I went back to one of them because a friend needed it for their clear. Um, after that one that someone asked for help that I went to help with, I haven't been back to any of them. I've only done the two um, roulette ones. I haven't done any of the other ones. Nope. So, th- And that makes me sad. It makes me absolutely sad. At the moment, the only reason to go back is potential card or potential minion. Yeah, and and honestly, I would like both of those things, but that is not enough incentive for me right now to go run them. It's just not. Yeah, I keep 
they need to incentivize us to go back there. And I think a hard mode would be great to revisit that area. I don't know. I think I think there's like no reason to go back unless you're leveling a new class or have a friend who needs it to go back to the normal version of these dungeons. But um I'm still really surprised that they didn't have at least one more of them as a level sixty roulette dungeon. Oh, I, I yeah. No, you the know, entire the, you're not alone. Yeah. I think uh I've seen tons and tons of posts on MMO Champion and on the BG site and on uh, Zam. All these sites I go to on a regular basis, official forums, of course, and they all are saying I only get to cap my t- the tomes that matter in two dungeons. So I have to run an expert roulette six times a week if, if I don't PvP. And and I only get to see two dungeons, and I I I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's it's boring. I mean, I love boring. both of the dungeons, though. I I love both I do the dungeons. love them, but they make me hate them because I see them six times a week. When you flip exactly. a two sided coin every now and again, you're gonna flip the same side over and over. And my side is um, what's it's called the the fractal continuum. No, the other one. Never reap. Rev, never reap. Okay, yeah, it's fun. I know you two like it a lot. Every time I queue in, it's never reap. Every freaking oh, time. Wrong. Yeah, I'm looking at this list of dungeons, and I'm just I'm very sad. Yeah, okay, read read the list. Read the eight for me. You start with Dusk Vigil. Mm-hmm. That's at fifty one, and like then at fifty three is Psalm All. That one was and, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, I didn't really get into some all. That one, is that the one that reminded it's me of? It's got the fire um, dragon, the ice dragon, the thunder one that comes out. You have to fight those over, yeah. yeah. Is that then the sleeping dragons too, or is that? Yeah, the sleep, I think that's yeah. the sleeping dragon one too, yeah. Yeah, and then there's there then there's the airy. That's 55. And let's see, then the vault, that's 57. I like the vault. Vault's cool. I really enjoyed the vault. Actually, I what I said before, I did do, run the vault numerous times while I was leveling this up. shall be a mercy. I love yeah. that fight. <laughs> God, that's a great fight. It really is. Yes. That creepy-ass voice. Ugh, creepy, creepy. Um, the Great Google Library, I ran like the one the time. Yeah. yeah, and that was... Um, let's see. Yep, and then uh, the Etherochemical Research Facility. That one, I'm still surprised. I don't know why... Well, I do know why, but I, I, I feel like that why, one should be part like of... I should have been in that roulette. Yep. roulette. Yes. Yeah. Because I was so excited by, I think it's like the second battle in there where you. Oh my God, yes. Where, where it changes through different. Um, coil mechanics? Coil, coil mobs. Yeah, it it's, switches through them. Oh, is it like a chimera thing? Yeah. Well, it cha- is it, it changes? I, God, I don't remember. It does you three different attention. moves from three different coil three fights. Three different coil mm-hmm. mobs. Yeah. And and I was telling, like, I remember talking to Radiant about it, that I was so excited about this one boss that I did, and it was a level 60 dungeon. And I kept waiting for it when I went to Fractal Continuum because I got them mixed up somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah. Because they're both so awesome. All the way through it. Yeah. All the way through it. I'm like, oh, my God, it must be this boss then. It must be this boss then. It's like, okay, it was none of those. Where the hell is it? And I've never... I mean, I've never gone back there. Right, and it's... I feel like those boss fights were more fun than the ones that are in Fractal Continuum, which are pretty much tank and spank and let me dodge this cone AoE to the left, let me go back yes. to the right, let me pop this one Minotaur thing and then do an AoE, and it's just boring. 
Yeah, I thought I thought the research facility was really kind of clever. I, I really enjoyed some of the fights in there. There were some nuances to it. And because it is part of the, the you know, um, is it part of the main quest line? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's because part it's part scenario. of the main scenario line, you know, that I understand that that's why it's not in there. But, but damn it, it should be in there. They should have put all the 60 dungeons, because it's a 60 dungeon. They should have put the 60 dungeons all together in the roulette. Is that why they didn't? Because there's cutscenes and people lose their shit uh, if they have to white wait for other people to watch cutscenes. Uh, I know, poor fucking see, babies. See the, the tears. The I'm, single I'm, tear dripping down the side. I know, people need to suck violins, it up. yeah. You, you queued up for a random thing, and you get a random thing, then do it. I'm sorry. It's like Shia LaBeouf would say, do it. Does, is oh that what Shia LaBeouf says? Because I don't know. Oh, that's a meme. Right oh, don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. Oh, anyway, okay. We, I think I think we're done complaining about the fact we don't get to go to the cool dungeons anymore. Um. So yeah, sounds like we're only getting two new dungeons every major patch release now. So, well, I guess there will be a new twenty-four man raid. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna replace our old Crystal Tower raid. Uh, the last twenty-four man, of course, was a reference to Final Fantasy III's Crystal Tower, and this time the new twenty-four man raid will be a Final Fantasy XIV original storyline. I am shocked, actually. Yay! I, well, I'm sh- well, I'm shocked and I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm like really. I I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised that they were going to do a whole new original one for the 24 man raid. But okay. I mean, cute. Um, I like that. I also like throwbacks every now and again, and I would have liked to have seen a throwback. But maybe maybe they're not letting something on. Maybe there's more throwback than they're letting on here. Well, and that's why the next bullet point confuses me because the airship you sometimes see in the Sea of Clouds and other zones is a hint. Well, the airship in Sea of Clouds has a striking resemblance to the big whale. Yes, and so I'm. I mean, I mean, it really does. To me, it really looks like it. So I really thought that that would be a throw, you know, but if the raid isn't a throwback, well, maybe how you get to the raid is a throwback. I could don't know. Be. I mean, come on. You don't throw the moon at us. You don't show us what could be the big whale without mm-hmm. giving us a Final Fantasy for reference. Uh, so there's something to it, whether or not it's in 3.1 or in the Crystal Tower. It may be in 3.1, but not the Crystal Tower. I don't know, but it's somewhere. So, well, and they could be playing the long game here, the long hint. They might be hinting the moon and the lunar whale, but the culmination might not even be till fucking 4.0. So we might be waiting two years, but whatever. Uh, we are So uh, there's going to be no changes, though, to the previous Crystal Towers difficulty and the built mechanics. So they're going to have three, it sounds like they're going to have three, four, floors or something again and and i'm glad they're not nerfing it because honestly it's not necessary well on top of it not being necessary it's kind of hilarious when you queue up and not that i have done that in two months but you queue up and get it and people think they can just yolo the mechanics (laughs) i know and when everybody wipes and people type in what the fuck and alliance chat i just chuckle but uh, you can access the new 24-man raid without clearing the Crystal Tower. So that that's kind of nice. Good. Good luck finding people yes. who run Crystal Tower with you anyway. Oh, I know. I could kiss that minion goodbye. Oh, 
Yeah. I still need that onion knife. Something. Um, there's going to be some sort of beginner's palace or beginner's place or beginner's something. It sounds like they're going to implement an area where you can practice your mechanics. It sounds, I don't know if you're going to be learning how to dodge AOEs or maybe learning, how, you know, this might be baby's first tether, you know. <laughs> I, li- uh, I like so, that. Baby's yeah, first tether. Yeah. Um, the training dummy can now show DPS eventually, it sounds like. I don't know if it's just in the beginner's place or if all the DPS dummy or training dummies, but uh, that would be really, really nice. I'd like to see me standing still fighting a dummy and where I can actually type the number that I got and say, hey, what's this compared to your number? I, I'm sorry, I don't use parsers to shame people. I really just want to see what I can do better or to find a problem and figure out how to correct it. And at it. the same time, when you parse, I've, you know, I don't parse. But when I don't parse and Cinna also doesn't parse and we compare our, <laughs> we compare the numbers that we don't get, sometimes they're different anyway based on the amount of time that you didn't parse and, um, you know, some other, some other things that are happening while we're not parsing. And I was fighting on a trading dummy the other day while a buddy of mine had mean party and was not parsing me because parsing is not allowed. And, um, he got different numbers than the imaginary parser that I was not parsing. So it's nice if we had something that would be equal to everybody. Like we know that the training dummy has the correct parsing. Definitely. Well, even when Yelta's not parsing, and I just started not parsing because <laughs> we don't parse, um, Yelta's non-parse compared to my non-parse, I was showing Yelta in the lead, and she was saying, no, I certainly was not. So our non-parses were not even in agreement. So yeah, I, I think I think that would be a great way to test out what you can do, check your rotations without any shaming involved whatsoever or any chance of, of um, abuse, I guess. Well, and as a damage dealer, I feel like, Kareem, I feel like you know if your tanking sucks because everybody, you lose hate other and everyone dies, right? Yes. <laughs> and Ruby, I feel like there is a, a way to know if your healing is lacking. People die. Right? Mm-hmm. But, but without a parser... I can't tell if I am really doing well or not. I, How there's often not... have I gone to you? That that felt slow. Was that slow? You know, I mean, yeah. When, if if you're, it's it can be really noticeable. Again, though, it's anecdotal. It's like, does this feel yeah. slow without a parser? You know, it's like it's like, are these people not keeping up with our the run I did before with you guys? You know, I can't tell that without looking at numbers. And it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily saying, oh, you suck, scrub. I'm not going to run with you. I would still run with these people. I do it all the time. You know, I go, you go into to roulettes and you get what you get and you shut your mouth and you do it, you know. But well, yeah, I would never pull up. Well, see, and this, this is going to be only a training dummy in some beginner's area. Exactly. But it, I still, and I know there's this entire culture where you know, posting parse numbers is bad, but when I sit there and I'm in a party and I'm not even running my parser because I would never run a parser when I'm sitting in a party and I am like hitting all my cooldowns and I'm dodging AOEs and I'm, you know, using some pretty good, you know, my, all my damages and I'm critting a lot 
And the pug, I don't know, machinist I get, I is like auto attacking. It's what, what, what? I can't call him out on it because what can I say? Well, I guess I can say I can see you're not pushing any buttons. I don't know. But I don't want to shame anyone. But at the same time, people are like getting away with only casting Blizzard 3. <laughs> That's awful. Because they're an ice mage. And and a lot of times mm-hmm. it is the tanks or healers that get shamed or booted or something in a party. It's typically not the DPS unless they are clearly standing at the zone line like in a crystal tower or something. Not moving or in like a PvP which there's mechanics in that that will auto boot you if you don't move after like two minutes or a minute 30 seconds or something. But yep. um. If a, unless a DPS is just standing in a corner facing the wrong direction, you, you almost have no idea other than the anecdotal evidence. Like, God, this feels slow. Yeah, and, well, and some party compositions are going to be slower than others, and that's fine. Or we'll queue in, and I'm I level 180 or 190 or whatever we are now, and the other guy is wearing, you know, crafted intro level gear barely queued in. That that's fine too. I, but I would at least then know. Oh, they're doing really low. Why why is Kriri doing more damage than the bar? It would just be nice to have a standard <laughs> that says, yeah. unless your training dummy says a thousand, your AS one is going to go south. So see that yes, that's really the best thing. I would like to stand in front of the training dummy and be like, okay, if you can't do nine hundred DPS or a thousand DPS, f- work harder. Push your buttons in a different order because. I, I, I have no way to know if I'm pushing my buttons in the right order without using a parser. So you don't know is what you're saying because you so certainly right. don't use I, a parser. I have no way. I have no idea. So I just suck. I'm, I'm just a scrub. I think it's great that none of us parse. I think that's the most <laughs> important takeaway from this. If, any, if anybody wants to take anything from this conversation, none of us do anything illegal in this game. Certainly at all. not. Thank you. All right, we are getting a new weapon quest. There's going to be a new um, relic, maybe. Uh, the 2.0 series of Zodiac weapon quest is going to be continued. It's going to be a new series rather than a direct sequel, but us uh, Zeta owners will get to start the quest with a little bit of an, of an advantage. We don't have to start from the beginning. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm assuming it's going to be super fucking grindy. I'm sure. Well, but, shocked, but, shocked, I tell but you. Here's the thing. If I had a super grindy thing to do right now that would actually upgrade my character's gear level I'd do at it. this point, I would be doing it. Yep. I would be trying to cut you guys off right now so I could log in. Because I I don't even fucking care if it's grinding Atma or running for light or I got a, a book. shitload of material. I'm still sitting on just knowing they're going to bust out another page of, oh, by the way, do you have 60 materia you can meld to this thing? I Yeah, yep. I have not sold one material. No, God, no. I, and a lot yes, of those yeah. have dropped in price, like quick arms or quick. So a lot of those have dropped real low in price. I'm not saying hoard them or anything. I have no clue what's coming up. But I'm saying there's no way I'm going to sell my material at 300 a pop right now. I'm hoarding that shit. I'm not going to go transmute it and hopefully get something that might sell. Screw that. I'm holding on to it because I have a very good feeling that I'm going to need those at some point. Well, and we know that 3.0 and 3.0, whatever we're on now, was not the crafting patch. 
And I have a feeling that whatever the crafting patch is will also be the patch in which you will want to actually put materia on your gear because you can only pretty much put materia on crafted gear for the most part. Also bear in mind that the fives are not officially out yet. I read a Reddit post the other day where somebody took a normal quality. They made the normal quality of like a frying pan and they meant to HQ it, but they went ahead and pentamelded it and then they they came up with a HQ somehow or whatever. So they decided, because it was fully spirit bonded, that they were going to convert it into materia knowing that since they've got the data and fives were in the data, that they would get a five, and no. they got a four. Because fives That's, aren't out no, yet. No, no. The only way you can get a five, from what I understand, and I think the notes even is transmutation. It's only yep. going up to the goblin, yep, and transmuting. There's That's it. You, you cannot convert into materia anything that will give you a five. Right. So just don't, don't bother. And I don't know who needs a five right now anyway, but because, E-peens, 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 want I guess E-peens want fives. All right. Well, I want the next topic, which is Beast Tribe Daily Quest, because this actually the old Beastman Tribe Quest actually gave me a reason to log in. And I'm doing, I'm doing my internal happy dance right now. Yeah. Are, you, are you happy for that? Because I love Beastman Daily Quests. I really, really do. And I love that from each one we've gotten a minion and from each one we've gotten a mount. And I love the storylines. And one of my favorite parts of finishing up the two point, the, the before 3.0 was the all the Beastman tribes together quest Mm -hmm. you know i i really it's like you said it's a reason to log in every day um well the beast quests are what got me into crafting and you know how i feel about crafting (laughs) and i crafted every level up to 50 simply doing those beast daily quests you know so yeah this is something i'm definitely looking forward to i like to have a checklist i have on one of my um, blog type things. I have a blog that I just save shit on because I can get to it from work. Um, and, and I just save things on there and I have like a checklist of things I can do daily when I log in. So, you know, send the chocobo out, get the retainers, their thing, see if the garden needs to be planted, go and, you know, check your cact pot three tickets. And, you know, if, if the triple triad tournament's going on, go do that and then do my roulette and do my hunts. And, you know, I've got a whole checklist of things. And if I don't have all my checklist of things to do when I log in every day, I get really kind of irritated. So the beast, well, tribe, there's nothing to do, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing. Cause I don't have, you know, a zillion jobs to level up to 16 hour or anything, but you know, and gear out everything in the world. I'm I'm at a point right now where I'm overwhelmed with shit to do as opposed to not having enough to do. Yes, I know there could be more variety to things, but there's so much to do right now to get caught back up to where I was before Heaven's Word came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm completely digressing here. But yeah, so I'd love I'd love to have a Beast Tribe daily quest to add to the beginning of my checklist was my point. Well, I just like the stories. Go ahead. What uh, what what mount do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be that one we saw the big snake looking thingy, kind of like the thing at the From end the of Venu Everview. Venu? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I was guessing. And then I and then so I'm assuming we'll get Vanu Vanu 
first. That's what I think, yeah. And then I, I bet we get the other beastmen, but I don't even know what flying month they a giant bug. A giant bug, maybe, yeah. <laughs> or maybe like a giant um what are those uh, like a damselfly. That might be something. A damselfly. Uh, all right. We're also getting some gold saucer. I think we talked a little bit about this already, but uh we're getting some gold saucer. There's going to be a new attraction implemented. It was postponed from 3.0. Uh, additional ways to pay MGP to allow buying of a weekly lottery ticket. All right. Adjustment to some of the existing attra attractions. So uh, balance adjustments to chokeable race, etc. I've kind of given up on chokeable racing. I, I never felt like I was any good at it. So I'm hopefully they'll lure us back in because I really do think it's an interesting system and an interesting game. See, I would go back to it. But right now, it, I had to choose. I love the gold saucer. Let me start there. I did lots of chocobo racing. I've done lots of triple triad playing. I've collected lots of cards. I've bought lots of gear. Um, but I had to pick an order of shit I want to get done. And the order of shit I want to get done is um, glamoury stuff. And then minions. And then mounts. And then triple triad cards. And then chocobo racing. So that is the order of my give a fuck. And, <laughs> and so chocobo racing is losing out. Because... If I chocobo race, the money for everything else I just listed off is gone. Mm -hmm. Nothing else matters but chocobo racing if that's your number one priority. And, well, I've even run into, as everyone probably knows, we've talked about it before, triple triads. I've had to put that lower on my list of give a fucks because I keep blowing all my MGP on it and not having money for anything else. You know, I, I cannot get the gold triad cards that I need to drop so I have to give it up for now I have to focus on something that is an achievable goal for me right now and right now it is not the best use of my MGP to go after the random triple triad gold cards or to spend it on chocobo racing well that and it makes you crabby when you don't get anything good oh, I just went <laughs> off myself so yeah you're like uninstall I was that close. Oh, my God. I'm back up to, like, 70K again, MGP. Oh, nice. And I almost blew it all on cards again. No, don't do I it. Came, oh, no, don't. I came within, like, 30 seconds of doing it. And then I think we started Alex Savage or something. Can you give them all to Yelta so she can See, hold them for you? <laughs> I, I, that's really funny because I actually have to do that with my real money. I know. Or my real, my real money. My real it matters, man. My, my MGP, damn it. I have to send it to one of Yelta's alts because I cannot fucking save money. It is the Bank of Yelta. I send my money there. And I told her, like, this million that I just sent her, I said, do not give that back to me unless I cannot buy food for Savage or unless we can buy a house. I don't want to see that money unless it's one of those two circumstances. And I know she'll just forget it's on there and I'll say, okay, can I have it back? And she'll give it back to me later, you know, but I can't hold on to money in, in this game, it, whether it's Gil or MGP, I just have to spend it. And it's the hardest damn thing. It's an issue. All right. Another topic was PVP, but specifically the wolves den. They're going to vary the matches and opponents by the number of points players earned. I don't know what that means. I think that's a more of a ranking system because you've got some hardcore players versus maybe people trying it for the first time or, or medium level oh, players. So there would be like 
So based on the number of points that people have, maybe uh, maybe a more of a rank system, something to that. I'm waiting to see them flesh out the Wolves Den even fuller because Wolves Den is the lagging part. I really like. I don't. I, don't care I really <laughs> like Seal Rock. I really think that that has been a great change, um, and I hope that they make some better stuff. If Wolves Den is what it is, then it needs to be a hardcore ranked match where you have set teams, maybe some ranking boards, some really serious business type things that you only come into the Wolves Den unless you're playing with like mm-hmm. your team, you know, or oh, yeah. or you, uh, like a solo match thing and you join up with others and do it and that's fine. But it needs to be serious business time when you go into Wolves Den. The other stuff, yeah, it's still serious business, but you're playing with like 24 to 72 people or whatever. There's more room to fuck around and just goof off and do some other stuff or, or run some different strategies. And that is supposed to be more lighthearted fun while getting to kill people. Wolves Den is serious shit, and it needs to be played out that way. Yeah, and that's how I feel about it. Well, uh, to me, Wolves Den is like some sort of championship hardcore battle. But Seal Rock, I really like Seal Rock if if somebody's playing the general. I, I really like it if I get a strong party leader and doesn't have to be the guy with the L next to his name, but not in an asshole-ish way. And I don't know how he, do, how people do it. There's, there's somebody who obviously has macros. I was in someone last night or the night before. They obviously had an entire bar of macros that talked into party chat because he would be like, okay, you know, and he'd tell you where to run and what to do. And I can follow direction. I can follow the other blue dots and I can kill people and I cannot get killed if my team is with me. And I actually find that fun. And honestly, on our on our data center, we we win a lot. I'm with the adders, and and it's it's fun when you win. It's it's fun. I get I've been confused a couple times. A couple times on Black Mage, I really thought I got the kill shot on someone, but it shows me with no kills. What is up with that? Uh, that's okay. I just got my first kill in there. In, in PvP because <laughs> paladins don't kill people. Paladins stun lock healers. That's what we do. That's pretty much our job. So it, it's really, you know, I I throw um I guard what is my ability called? Where I where I shield another player. Cover. Um, Thank you. Oh my okay. Christ. Okay. She uses it all the time. <sighs> I do. I cover the shit out of people when I'm in PvP. I cover it every time the ability's up. I follow my healers around and I stun lock the enemy healers. That's all I do. So I just got my first kill in there, like literally within the past two weeks, which is just hilarious to me. But yeah, I mean, it's. I do think they need all the different levels of play. I think they need. They need seal rock it's not as serious business as other things but i also think it would be really nice if they had i remember in wow how crazy serious <laughs> pvp was you could go from they had the seal rock type stuff all the way down to the very specifically matched play pvp you don't touch the shit unless you have your home team you always go in with the same people it has to be, you have to have your group. You have to have your people in order to set foot in there or you're just fucked. Yeah. You know? So, so I do feel like they need that. They need both ends of the spectrum. And I, I feel like they've been going more towards the general easy to play, um, introduction to PVPing 
you know, for everyone type stuff. Well, what, because, what MMO series are we playing? Let's yeah. Let's get real with that. I mean, Final Fantasy players, although you've got a lot of good MMO players that have played PvP in previous games, mm-hmm. play League of Legends, things like that, that are playing the PvP and like it. PvP is not the center focus of Final Fantasy, ever, never was, of Final Fantasy XIV, even though Yoshida is a PvP player and he mm-hmm. wants to do PvP. This is the best PvP that Final Fantasy's ever had in the whole series, way better than any of the stuff I remember from Eleven, and it's gotten better as it goes. But will it ever yeah. be the cornerstone of this game? I seriously doubt it. Oh, me too. And and that's okay. You know, I'm okay with that. Um, to be honest with you, if it were the serious only with your group, you know, ranked matches type content, I would have no shot and would not even attempt it. Mm-hmm. When you've yeah. got stuff like C's, when you've got Seal Rock, I can go in there. I have no idea what I'm doing. But like Yelta said, I can follow some direction. If you say go to point A and stand there and defend or, you know, point B is getting overrun, get your ass over here. I can do that, you know. But if if... I have to go in and be better than absolutely everybody else. I I, I know I'm not going to be the best one. I don't like bouncing around. And it seems to me like any any close combat PvP I've ever had to do, like four on four or something in... Was it like four on four in WoW or something? I don't remember. Well, they were larger like, I, in I WoW. Did, but... I did some of the littler, more serious stuff, though, like a couple times. And half the people in there just fucking bounce around so you can't target them. I have no interest in playing that game. None whatsoever. So that that was really hard for me. And I'm not very good at it. And I'm not going to pretend that I am. So I, I'm glad they have the easier stuff. But I do think they need the harder stuff too. I, I'm, I want them to add, like, the thing in WoW that I liked was... What was the one where we like tanks? You could have, like, you could, like, not tanks like a paladin. Oh, the whole, the whole zone was- wide... It was a zone-wide one, and that was fun for me. That was one of my favorites. You actually had, like, um, vehicles. That's the word I was looking for. I'd also love to see, like, this is, we're totally digressing here, but I I also miss Besieged from Eleven. Mm. Not PvP. I don't even remember it. No, that was the one in Ot Ergen. Where it was the whole section. Oh, yeah. yeah. People would like kidnap. Yeah. And yes, I played and more with NPCs, I felt like. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was it was not PvP. It was a total different thing, but it was zone wide and it was something that I enjoyed going into. So if they were gonna do more of the um um large did- group content, um not PvP, PvE, but against a common NPC mob i i would love to see something like that again well and some of that had impact right you if you lost you could oh yeah have and your npcs get kidnapped and there was something about it there was a teleport or a shortcut in that region mm-hmm. that you could use if could not have yeah there were vendors that were gone and yeah i remember that that was great fun all right another thing that i think would be great fun is some additional housing yes please <laughs> I, uh, I think there's a good reason why you're hoarding your money here, Kariri. That's why I'm on it. Uh, they are they are going to implement new housing settings, so corresponding to furniture placement, chokeable stable cultivation, so that kind of thing. More settings for our existing housing. Uh, they have two things they want to do before they add new housing zones, is what I think I heard. Uh, they want it to be possible to move your current home. Right now. I, 
we sold a free company house. We didn't sell the free company, but we sold a house. That was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't just like say, I'm going to take all my stuff and I want to move. You couldn't do that. So they want to make an, they, they want to make a way to move your existing house or move your stuff. Get your, maybe get your money back for the lot. I don't know what they're going to do. But um, the other thing that they talked about was some way of dealing with uh, houses that are abandoned. They want to have some way to get rid of, you know, kick people out of housing zones that, you know, haven't logged into the game for a year. The part that makes me sad about that is that they also added, not in this interview, but in another interview, that they are not going to add more housing zones until that's happened. Until yep. they have a way for you to move your entire house to another area, they will not be adding more housing, which makes me cry giant tears. I know, because we honestly... well. Well, I keep waiting to hear when they're going to impl implement sharing housing because I they could not even do all this stuff right now. And between some of us, we have enough money for a medium sized house right now. Mm -hmm. So we could be getting our medium sized house in an existing Gridanian ward right now. So it, right, yeah, now. right now, right now, right now, right meow. Right meow. All right, they're going to give us new furniture. They've talked about this for a while. Uh, some sort of jukebox that would allow us to play songs because that housing music is the housing music is the housing music. So I, I, I can I can see the uh, the uh, I can see us fighting over what fucking music gets put in there. Okay, primal <laughs> songs in my bedroom. Yes, there you go. Miscellaneous. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking about you know doing the nasty to. The Shiva theme or something. What did I don't you know. Think I was referring to. <laughs> I was thinking Titan. I was thinking. I was Titan song. Yes. By Ramu Rod. Oh, oh my god. All right. In the future, they're gonna let us change our free company name. That's awesome because you can't. They're gonna give us a minion and portrait of Harshafan. Awesome. Hopefully, we don't have to pay for them in the goddamn Mog Station. We are getting a new Vanu Vanu dance. Uh, emote. We've seen the uh, sit emote pose dev blog. We're getting a new hairstyle. They specifically keep bringing up an afro hairstyle. And also the winning design of the Final Fantasy XIV hairstyle design contest, which our own Rubicon yeah, has entered. Which, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll win it. Hair. And I'll show you my barding when I get it. Uh, and eventually... While using the barding, though. Oh, that's right. And, and you need tights that show your junk. Oh, big time. How would I, how could I be the Goblin King if I didn't have my junk just out there? <laughs> Displayed prominently for all. It's, you know, the billing is David Bowie's junk and then David Bowie's, like, after. <laughs> and we are getting TP bars that show just the bar, but not in numerical value, because apparently that would make the game explode. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Yoshida. Uh, Thanks, Yoshida. Uh, we did get another entry in the Tales from the Dragon Song War. The second story was The Dreamer and the Dream. It's, yes, I can never say his name. Yeah, Yisale. and Harris Valgar. Harris Valgar. Harris Valgar. So, and, there, and it's the plot to help the warrior of light. It's spoilery, so if you haven't done the end of the storyline, don't read it. If you haven't seen the end of the storyline, you probably shouldn't have been listening to us. Yeah, we told yeah. spoiled yeah. everything for you. Um, let's see. Nanamo so, dies. So what we're saying is Nanamo oh, she dies. Die. 
as the boat sinks and the boat sinks yes oh my goodness wait for the second book wait (laughs) it's coming the second coming of nanamo do we still do we still reattach yes (laughs) that's the stigmata right (laughs) duct tape duct tape i tell you oh no you don't need duct tape for our contest, though. We have the Gather Together Last Days of Summer contest. We want your favorite summer picture slash screenshot with you in it. Tweet it to us at GTFFXIV with the hashtag GTSummer2015. There's three prizes. We're going to give away a 60-day Final Fantasy XIV gift card, one of those time cards. Uh, the second prize is 10 pots of dye winner's choice. And the third prize is a minion again, winner's choice. The entries must be sent to us by September 10th. And again, the hashtag is at, or I'm sorry, hashtag GT summer 2015. We already have some entries with like six or something entries and they're pretty good guys. Yeah. We have seven entries. Um, I threw I threw a couple of my favorite summer picks up there just for fun, but they're not part of the contest. So. The good examples, though, because that was the summer event last year. Yeah. And by the way, you're really cute. Oh my God! So are you? <laughs> yeah, I have one of us doing a bomb dance together, me and Yelta, in front of our old house, and I have one of me cheering on some fireworks in my yukata, my pink one with the gold bow on the butt. And then our friend Millie, of course, put in a couple of entries. And one of my favorites is him. Um, <laughs> we, we talked about, you know, because it's supposed to be, you know, end of summer pictures. And he says, does this count? And it's him in heaven's word in the middle of a snowstorm. It, it tickled me when I saw it. But I, I don't know how he got that look on his face. That's a really good oh, one. Oh, I know. That was a pretty good one. We got a great one from another one of our um, our new uh, free company members, Dex, entered. He's got some great fireworks and a pirate hat going. Love that smile. Some great entries. I love it. So That's send us one. entries. We want to see more of your last days of summer screenshots. Love to love to see the fans participate. And we got some good prizes. We just we want to see some participation. So bring it. And don't worry, we will be finding a judge that doesn't know that Dex is in our free company or that Millie loves tacos. So we're going to yeah. find an impartial judge who they yeah. we're going to give him can, a screenshot. Can, can we even find somebody impartial that doesn't know that Millie likes tacos and it's metallic be my green guy? Okay. I, we're, we're probably going to use our mother. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I got this guy at work a named Kevin. I'll have him look at it. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin from Kevin work will, Kevin will be the judge. <laughs> That's my new alt, Kevin from work. Kevin from work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I think we're getting long now, so I think we're going to do our last call. Uh, we do have some shout outs this week. Yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to let Ruby do his first. Well, sweet. So, you know, I'm doing the fate grind and uh, in, in churning mists, and I think I'm on the one with the trees. That one sucks, but I was doing the one with the trees. And, um, Liadrin Platinum Soul sent me a tell and said, are you Rubicon from GTFFXIV? And I said, sure. And he said, keep up the good work, man. Love the podcast. So that was great. He's on the Excalibur cool. server. We were, we, it was on Sunday, running fates. And he sent me a, a lovely tweet trying to offer me some sunglasses, I think, on accident. So 
I don't I don't know what what was going on there. But uh, SBXIV and Mr. Happy were both in the same tweet, so I felt like I was in good company. So you know, thank thanks for the sunglasses, <laughs> cool. but no thanks. But, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> but awesome. I, I'm glad to see fans. So I mean, anytime you see any of us out on the field, if we're in PvP or running fates or doing dungeons or something, give us a shout. Love it. Yeah, I got one in a dungeon. I had queued up for an in-progress vault as a healer, as a white mage. And so I queue in and I get there and and they're at the last boss. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And they're like, the last healer's gear sucked or whatever. So then we wipe. And then one of the damaged healers rage quits. No words. And we get this Jonah Lossland who comes in and is a damaged healer. And he types, your name looks familiar. Ooh, you follow me on Twitter. Uh, he does a lot of memes, apparently. And I've gone back and looked, yes. Um, and uh, mind you, we then finished the dungeon easily. So I'm I'm assuming either the healer and the healer that, or and the damaged healer that quit were the problem. But um, he's on Hyperion and he said, give me a shout out on your next show. So here's your shout out. And uh Thanks for thanks for saying something. <laughs> Sometimes I get to the end of a dungeon and someone is like, oh man, I was too scared to say anything. And it's like, oh my God, no. I, I love talking. Well, I love talking to everybody. But <laughs> So that's thanks my show. Yeah, thanks for listening. Right, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at GTFFXIV. You can email us at GTFFXIV at gmail.com. Our recordings can be found on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash gtffxiv and iTunes. Search for Gather Together or gtffxiv. So personal plugs. I'm going to go with Ruby first. You can find me on Twitter at RubiconVale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. Kariri? I'm on Twitter at KaririSumasu, K-A-R-I-R-I-S-U-M-A-S-U. You could also find me on Twitter at Yelta Sumasu, Y E L T A S U M A S U. That's all, guys. Have a good night. Bye bye. Good night. Bye.